everybody. Welcome to Allie, Aaron, and the Multiverse. We are a podcast currently talking about Star Trek Lower Decks. I am Aaron. I am the big nerd who has watched lots and lots of Star Trek. I'm currently watching Star Trek Discovery Season 1, and that's been really exciting. And I'm here with Allie, who is new to the Star Trek world. And we are already at Episode 7, I believe, so we're almost to the end now. And Episode 7 is called Allie... It is called Much Ado About Boimler. So yeah, episode seven, we've got three episodes after this. and Then what are we going to do with ourselves? You know, we'll move on to Arrow and we'll move on to the DC Universe and then hopefully we'll come back next year for season two. I'm excited about that and they're already renewed for season two, so hopefully that will be sooner oh, awesome. rather than later. Hopefully, yes. I mean, they can actually work on it. Yeah, and especially with you know, everyone being at home anyway, it'll be easier to come out with a second season um, faster. It won't be as, like, unheard of, you know? Yeah. Because people want to see the content. Send us more Star Trek. More Star Trek. Yes, please. (laughs) All right. So, we are in episode seven, and why don't you go ahead and give us the synopsis of this episode? So, basically, um, the captain and Ransom and... um, Shax? Yes. Shax are going on this, like, super covert mission to, like, possibly plant seeds. I didn't really understand what that was about, but okay. Um, And so they get this... uh, Mariner calls it a sub-captain. So they link up with another ship who is, you know, running both ships for the time being turns out Mariner knows the captain that is coming on board so Mariner becomes her first officer and um, they go on different like on second contacts and they go on other like little missions throughout the episode and Mariner's you know not like screwing things up insanely but like screwing things up insanely (laughs) and so she is you know she's kind of showing how she doesn't really want the responsibility, but then on the other hand, Boimler tries the, out this new um, transporter, like beaming, yeah, transporter that Rutherford is working on to make beaming up faster than ever, mm-hmm. and he gets, uh, he's like still in phasing mode, I guess, so he's like almost translucent, and then there's this loud <laughs> noise that goes with it. And then Boimler just tries to play it off, but he get, ends up getting sent to the sick bay. Um, and then they send him to what is it? It's a special ship where they're going to send them to the farm, but I think it's called something like I was going to say Area Fifty One, but I think it's like the. It was like Deck Fourteen or something, right? Or Forty Four or something? Yeah, but he gets sent to D Fourteen. That's what it is. D Fourteen. Yeah, so he gets sent to that ship. D14, yeah. So he gets sent to that ship, which is then taking him to the farm, along with Tendi's, like, malleable... Is it malleable dog or whatever? She basically created this dog and, like, created all of his DNA and made it so that he can transform into anything and can, like, do all these things that she thinks is normal for a dog but are really not normal for a dog. And everyone else gets creeped out by it. And, um... They go to the farm as well, and then the people on the D-14 ships start a mutiny because they really don't think the farm is real, and then they end up getting to the farm, and it's just this majestic, like, spa place, and it's amazing. And magically, Boimler gets uh, fixed all of a sudden, and 
then they send him back and he's so sad because he just wants to stay at the farm longer and relax and go to a nice spa and the and then back to mariner she and the captain i forgot her name amina but yes amina so they're working on connecting with this other ship the board the, the bordeaux the i think bordeaux, yeah the board i don't think it was bordeaux but it was something French. no it was the here i it wrote like, it down because i can't I remember, remember anything but the um, ship name is the oh the rubido yes the rubido and so almost like a what is the word for like things that are have all the same letters have oh a palindrome like yeah, it's like a palindrome for Bordeaux. Well, Rubido, I think palindrome is when it's almost. spelled the same backwards and forwards. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Listen, neither of us are English majors. <laughs> well, they have similar sounds and similar letters, so yeah. that's what I was trying to say. But anyway, um, they are trying to rescue the people from this ship who they were supposed to make contact with, but apparently there's like this alien that is living inside of the ship that feeds off of energy which is why all of their power was turned off but they don't find this out until they get the power back up on the ship and then they have to try and get everyone off the ship which they do with rutherford's beaming uh mechanism that he's working on and everyone's still phasing but you know it's better than being eaten alive by this alien it's cosmetic Yep, it is cosmetic, and that is pretty much everything that happened in the episode, I think. That is a good synopsis. I like your synopsis. They're always really fun. I try and, like, go in order of the episode, but also storyline, because it's hard, because if I go in order of storyline, then it's like I'm either going from beginning to end of that storyline and then back to beginning to end of the other storyline, Yep. or I go, like, piece by piece, so... Let me know if you guys want me to do it one way or the other, because I can adjust. But Let the people decide. I don't know. Yes. I'll, either way, if you want it piece by piece or if you want it storyline by storyline, let us know. <laughs> and speaking of uh, the people, yesterday I was on the podcast with Strange New Pod. I was on their live stream with uh, on their Twitch, and it was super, super fun. They say hello to you, by the way, because you were in grad school. Yes, I was in class at the time when you guys were recording that podcast, so. Well, you were missed, and they say hello, but we had a really good time. We also talked about this episode, and uh, yeah, they're, man, they're such fun people, and I'm glad we have this, like, weird, cool uh, technology relationship with Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. It's it's a lot of fun, and I like seeing the the Star Trek fans who treat each other well, and it's like a good vibe, so I like the little bubble. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, so thanks to those guys for having me on, and they want to have us on for a future episode, so Ooh, that could be sweet. fun. Yeah, we'll try to make it work with your schedule, with the, the school and the learning, all the important stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. I'd be so down, for sure. Awesome. All right, well, let's get on with the episode. So in the cold open, like you said, we have the crew, the Lower Decks crew, they're exhausted, they were just upgrading something or another, and they're laying in their bunks and they're looking all tore up, and then Tendi rushes in with her Tendi energy and is like, guys, check it out, the dog, I created the dog, and she like sequenced the (laughs) genes or whatever the hell, and, yeah. you know, they're like, when do you sleep? And she's like, I do it when I'm in the bathroom. I say I'm going to the bathroom and I'm coding DNA. 
<laughs> so weird. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it's equivalent to like if you're in class and you say you have to go to the bathroom and you take your phone and then you're just on your phone for like 10 minutes. Yeah, but if you're doing that, you're just chilling out. Tendi's doing another, she's doing a side project in the bathroom. She loves work. She really does. She really does. And so she gets all excited and she's like, oh my god, let me go get the files and I can show you how I did these 6,000 million sequences. And then the dog, in her absence, uh, I think Rutherford's like, just to be clear, that's just a regular dog, right? And then the dog starts, like, all of its bones snap and it turns into, like, it looks like an alien, one of the little spider things. And yeah, it crawls up the wall. That was weird. That was, uh... <laughs> That was scary. Not yeah. That was scary. That was uh. I liked it. Creeped you out a little bit. And uh, and then Mariner rolls over and she's like, ah, wake me up if there's a real problem. <laughs> yeah, Mariner's Mariner's used to all this all this stuff going on. So she's hardcore. But um, let's see what happens right after that. So so then they get the announcement that you know, the captain and Ransom and Shaxx are going on this covert mission. So um, they'll be getting another captain for a little bit. And Mariner's like, ugh, no, like, why? Um, And Boimler's like, oh, my gosh, yes. Like, maybe I can get a promotion, blah, 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 all this stuff. And he's super excited about it. And then lo and behold, the new captain is Mariner's bestie from from uh, Starfleet Academy, and she's, like, so excited, and they're just hanging out, having a good time, reminiscing, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, Amina asks her, Amina's the captain, Amina asks her to be her first officer. Yeah, and she accepts, and they sort of hug it out, and this is someone, you know, it's her contemporary, And then after they hug, she gets this look on her face where she's like, oh, no, like she's just realized what she's signed up for. And so, you know, that's not a good sign. And meanwhile, we have what, like you were saying, Boimler is with Rutherford because he's freaking out about how he's going to impress the new captain. And Rutherford's like, hey, help me test this thing. Mariner won't help me test it until it's fully proven, whatever that means. And Boimler's like, let's do it. And then he gets, like you said, he he gets like phased or whatever. He's sort of mid-transport with this loud as hell noise. But he's unwilling to not try to impress this captain so he strolls down to the bridge and and everybody's covering their ears and mariner's like what are you doing and he's like nothing and she's like something's wrong and he's like no it's not and she's like i beg to differ (laughs) yeah and he like he just really is trying to go on like like nothing is wrong at all but then the captain sends him to the sick bay and he's like oh okay he walks out so sad too he just like dejected head down and that loud Mm -hmm. ass sound and the doors closed so funny it's funny too when rutherford comes into sick bay and he's like i figured it out i figured it out and then you think he's gonna like fix boimler but no he just he just fixes the sound and makes it go away (laughs) yeah it's it's slightly better and then and boimler's like can you make me a real boy again He's definitely, like, he's definitely hardcore, like, what is it? Like, simping, I guess you could say? Oh, yeah. Is that what it's called? Sure. Yeah, he... he, I don't know. Is that what the kids say these days? Probably. Oh, my God. We We gotta keep up so we can be young. Oh, my gosh. I don't even... Like, that's... That's, like, people my age, and I have no idea what is going on. Yeah, you're still in your 20s. You've got everything to live for. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) Well, so at that point, he is talking to the chief medical officer, and she says that 
you know, like, you're you're like a fucking science experiment or something. I, I love her. She's amazing. She's fun. She's fun. And she sends him off to D41 or 14 or whatever the hell, along with Dog the Dog. Yes, because she's also very creeped out by it. She's like, what the hell is that thing? Like, <laughs> Yeah, there. I mean, there was a whole conversation they were having with Tendi, and I don't remember when it happens in the episode, but she walks out of the room and then the dog turns into a cube and just sort of lops yeah. out of the room. And, and yep. Boimler's like, okay, anyway, and then just keeps talking. <laughs> like, weird shit just happens around them all the time. It really does, and you can tell how used to it they are, too. Yeah, it's, it's funny, though. I like that bit. And then we have this mission that Mariner's going to go on with this new sort of replacement crew to this world, and it's like a bog planet or something, and they go down there, but she just acts like a fuck-up the whole time. Like, she doesn't bring the tricorders, and, you know, she goes the wrong way. And I like their little, their outfits, by the way, with the suspenders. Yeah, they're, they're cute. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, she's just, in general, she tells inappropriate stories, but not that she hasn't done that before, but it just feels kind of icky the way she's doing it and her friend's trying to give her the benefit of the doubt but even her crew's like uh that seems a little bit off and so yeah. we get back up to the ship and then we are back with uh Boimler on the uh the D14 the farm ship and we meet the freaks oh my gosh there's so many of them and then there's this one whose half of his body is like aging rapidly and half of it is the opposite of that. Yeah, he's like, know, a, like a young person. He's and like... He, I'm half a rascal forever! <laughs> <laughs> he's like, um... He's like the combination of, like, rapid aging and then Benjamin Button. On yeah, the yeah. Oh, my God. So. And there were there was, like, the, the two officers who were, like, fused together sideways... Yeah. The mm -hmm. people in the in the little capsule things that look like kind of like Daleks or whatever. I mm -hmm. think that's a throwback to uh, an older season of Star Trek, but I, d I couldn't tell you which one. And then the one that had me dying laughing, and I don't know if you saw Instagram, but I posted about it. I was like, this is the one I get to explain to Allie. Did you see Yeah, it was like alien. F oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't don't know what that is but okay they said that they were assuming he was a man to begin with his name was anthony anthony <laughs> anthony okay so in an episode of star trek voyager the pilot tom paris he wants to exceed the warp threshold so you know how when they go to warp they only ever go to like warp nine something right that's the highest they ever go because okay. the the trans warp threshold is warp 10 that no one's ever gone to warp 10 it's like not possible and so in this episode, he thinks he's figured out a way, because they're in the Delta Quadrant, this is the ship that's lost, so they're always encountering new bullshit that no one's ever ever seen. So he thinks he's figured out a way to do this, and he's like, let's do it, and the captain's like, sure, why not? And so he takes a shuttle, and he exceeds the transwarp threshold. He goes to warp 10, which is amazing, except then he starts to slowly transform into a lizard. And uh, it gets better. This is known as one of, like, the best, worst episodes of Star Trek. And he slowly turns into a lizard, and then he kidnaps the captain and turns her into a lizard somehow. And they're down on the planet, and then they have lizard babies, which they proceed to leave on the planet because they're turned back into people, and then they peace out, and we never hear about those lizard babies ever again. So Anthony is one of the lizard babies. 
I mean, that's what I'm guessing, but how did they get from the Delta Quadrant to the Alpha Quadrant? Because they're like, that's like 70 years of distance. So, or maybe someone in the Alpha Quadrant, maybe Anthony tried to also exceed the transwarp threshold somehow. I don't know if he, how Got he would it. have done that, but I, it's like, it was so recognizable. It was so funny and it's, it's just amazing and great. Like last year, I think it was last year, the actor who plays Tom Paris on the show Robert Duncan McNeil, he sent a tweet to the actor who plays Janeway, and, and it said, Happy Mother's Day, on Mother, or Mother's Day, and it was a picture of the two lizards with the lizard babies. Oh my gosh. It was so good! So good. So anyway, I've been excited to tell you all about that, and uh, <laughs> you are better for knowing it now. You're welcome. Yes, yes I am. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. And so, <laughs> at that point, Boimler is sort of, like, inducted into this group of, you know, quote-unquote freaks that they have, you know, self-identified. And he's like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to the farm. It's going to be great. There's, like, sandy beaches. I packed books. And he's like, there's no farm. This is all a lie. This is the farm. And the guy yeah. who's running the ship is so creepy. The three-arm oh guy. Oh, my gosh. His laugh, he's like, ha, <laughs> ha, he reminds me of the guy version of the lady from the alien from Stitch, Lilo and Stitch. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. Just throwing it back all throwing the way to Lilo and Stitch. Anyway. I mean, he's got a real creepy butt. He really does. He does. But um, almost like a Voldemorty type type look to him. Yeah, like, and even his weird, yeah, he's got, like, a weird cape thing on his shoulders. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. I think it's all about his vibe. I think it was funny, too, how he came on at first with a mask. Yeah, that was funny. I noticed that. And then he takes it off, never to put it back on again. Yeah, but is that, like, a COVID call-up or something? Like... I mean, maybe. It's animation. I feel like that's, you know, easier to change than most things. If it is, it's funny. Yeah, definitely. They basically all end up trying, wanting to mutiny, Mm -hmm. and then Boimler, his little tattletale ass, goes and he's like, they're gonna mutiny on you, I'm just telling you so that we don't, like, no one gets hurt and blah 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 blah, and he's like, mutiny, like, oh, and he gets all mad and he takes out a gun, I don't know what it, like a, I don't know what like a phaser or something like that. And he goes and he's like, Boimler told me that you guys are gonna mutiny. Everyone has to be in their quarters now. Boimler told me. Boimler, Boimler, Boimler. You should all try to be more like Boimler. Oh my gosh. And then they all gang up on Boimler. And Tendi's just there with her dog because she took him on a little walk and has no idea what's going on. She's like, what? And then they go and take Boimler to the airlock and they're like, stuck in an airlock. Like, hmm, what are you? Like, what's going on here? And then they open the door and he rolls out and he's on grass and he's like, wait, why am I like able to breathe and why am I not being, you know, sucked into a vacuum? And then lo and behold, it is the farm. The farm is real. What a good plot twist. I know. It definitely seemed like, you know, there definitely wasn't a farm, but but at the same time, it's like, okay, but if there's no farm, then how is Boimler going to get fixed and how is Tendi going to get back to the ship? Because they're literally the two of half of the main characters are on this random ship that is supposedly now the farm. Like, they have to get back somehow. So, you know. Hey, that's a that's a good way to look at it. Because I, I was waiting for that ship to be like the guy said. It's like, oh, it's just floating around and it keeps people out of the way so Starfleet doesn't have to think about it. But nope, there's Starfleet and they, they do the right thing, which is like, wow. 
And the guy, the medical expert, he's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I guess we could paint the walls, and I guess we could uh, have more conversations about things. And Boimler's like, that's what I was trying to do! Poor Boimler. Yeah. He's, oh, he doesn't get half the credit that he deserves, I feel like. But. His approach is just like, if he if he went about it a different way, things would probably go differently for him. Because his intentions yeah. aren't bad, but he always gets in his own way and fucks things up. Well, I feel like, too, like, if we're thinking of this in a business standpoint, like, mm-hmm. he's not, like, contractually telling, like, he's just giving out ideas to his superiors who have no, like, obligation to not take that idea, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. like he's, he's just giving them all the answers and then they can take all the credit for it instead of, like, saying, like, hey, I need to be part of this, like, decision or I need, you know what I mean? Like, right. if you're thinking of it as a strictly business standpoint and trying to get credit for what is due, like... Yeah, because he does want credit. Like, he wants to be the hero, but it's yeah. that difference of, like, oh, my God, this thing is happening. You have to fix the thing. And, like, hey, I noticed this. These things are happening, and I think we should fix it, and here's some ways to do that. And Boimler yeah. is not quite there yet. And uh, you know nope. what? I, I believe he'll eventually get there if he survives. He will. He'll definitely get there. But If Mariner can keep be- him alive. Yep. <laughs> He's got a lot to learn hands-on stuff that he needs to learn, I feel like. I feel like their friendship, the Mariner-Boimler friendship, has evolved a lot over the last few episodes, too. I like that we got to see Boimler and Tendi together, though, because that's not been a a pairing that we've seen a lot. I think we talked about Mm -hmm. that on the uh, Strange New Pods podcast, too. Like, that's that pairing is really fun, and I want to see more of that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But they, uh, they get to the farm, and... You know, everyone starts having a good time, relaxing. There's massages. Tendi says goodbye to her dog. Who, who can talk? To her. Yeah, and she's she's like, oh, like, I'll miss you, and, like, I'm sorry. And the dog's like, oh, no, it's so much better here. Like, don't worry. Like, I'm going to have a great time. And then she flies away with her ears. Like, okay. <laughs> and, she, like, little kicking legs. It's so cute. Yeah. And then Boimler's like, you knew she could talk? Like, and she's like, yeah, isn't that normal? And Boimler's like, no, none of what you did <laughs> is normal. Like, not at all. And Boimler's already fixed at this point. And then these two masseuse ladies come up and they're like, ooh, we call dibs on him. And then the weird, like, half old man, half boy is like, no, he's not a freak anymore. Blah, blah. And they're like, ew, you're not a freak anymore? And then they, like, Poor him and Tendi. Yeah, they go off on the, what is it? It's like a little ship. Yeah, it's like a shuttle like, or something. Yeah, and so they they leave the farm and Boimler's like, no, I want to go back. Poor Boimler. He can't even make it in the freaks. I know. I did He'll like find that, though. Place. On the farm, even the people in those like enclosed pods, they put Hawaiian shirts on them and they had little drinks. Up, oh yeah, you know, up to their mouths. Everyone was yeah. Everyone was having a good time and relaxing. The lizard was getting a massage. Anthony, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what happens to Anthony. I wonder if he like turns back into a man. Yeah, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen Threshold, so I think the doctor cures them. You know, somehow. I we'll find out soon because that episode's coming up in the rewatch uh, that I've been watching, but. I, you know, there's hope. That's what they do here on the farm. They're supposed to help people. So maybe maybe someday we'll find out about Anthony. Hopefully. That would be interesting. 
Um, do let's we think? See. Do we think Tendi's gonna make any more uh, dogs and bring them to Orion so everybody on Orion can have their own dog? I really hope not, unless she makes it like the dog that she saw. Because when they got back, Boimler went up to Rutherford at the bar thing, and he's like, "Make me like, make me sick again, so I can go back." And he's yeah. like, "Oh, I've been t- t- uh, tinkering with this one thing," and then. Uh, Tendi sees a dog that someone has, and she's like, oh, hi, blah, 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 and, like, it's all cooey with him, and then the dog licks her face, and she's like, yuck, is that what dogs do? Ugh. Yeah, she only does well with the dogs that she creates. Yes, exactly, so hopefully she does not create any more dogs like that, because <laughs> that was creepy, but, uh. Creepy and yet yeah. adorable. Mm-hmm. I like dog but, the dog. Yeah, she, he's like, you named it the dog? She's like, of course, it's a dog. Oh, and yeah. we we missed the uh, the bit with Mariner, and so she was, like, fucking everything up. And then they, they get back to the ship after they've fixed that reactor or whatever that was cleaning up the bog. And she's yeah. sitting in the second officer's chair and accidentally hits the red alert, you know, and just makes everybody uncomfortable and even her, you know, Amina's trying to help her out and is like, relax, you got this. And then they're suiting up and they're getting ready to go over to the next ship because they are hailing it. And this is the Rubido, I believe. And yes, yeah. it's not answering hails. And the captain is like, oh, I'm always having to save her. She forgets to charge her batteries all the time. And so they put on their spacesuits and they go over there. But they get on the bridge and there's no artificial gravity, all the power's gone, and then Mariner can't magnetize her boots, which we know is bullshit because we saw, like, two episode episodes ago, she was, like, flying through space trying to save right. Boimler, and exactly. it's, it's all a put-on, which is like, what are you doing, Mariner? Yeah, but we come to find out she's trying not to get promoted. <laughs> that's, that's her game, man, and yeah. I feel like in this one, though, we really feel because this is someone she cares about even more so with her mom (laughs) for those of you listening my pop filter just completely fell down (laughs) the face she made when that happened was so good okay okay so when she was with her mom and she realized that she might have to stay lieutenant then she sort of you know quickly threw a wrench into that but with her friend i think and with everything that's been going on she sees that she just can't stay this, you know, ensign forever. Like, if her friend is a captain, then she should be way up in rank. Like, how long has she been doing this? You can't... That's like being 50 years old and going to frat parties. So I think she's seeing that she needs to figure out what she wants to do. Does she want to stay in Starfleet? Because I think she obviously likes being in Starfleet, but she's unhappy with the, you know, she's either afraid or I don't know, but she needs to work that out. And she says as much, she's like, I still need to figure out my own stuff before I'm ready to rank up. But I don't think she's going to stay in Ensign for too long because, you know, you just can't be like the fun go lucky person forever. You gotta, you gotta move on. Well, especially because like the people around her are going to be ranking up eventually, too. Like, they're not going to be ensigns forever. So, you know, she's got to go somewhere. But I think it was really interesting to see how her and Amina were just, like, fighting and, like, 
well, arguing, I should say, and they were like, oh, I, I thought, like, that I was going to be with my badass, like, Starfleet Academy, like, buddy, and then Mariner's like, oh, well, I thought I was going to be with my fun friend, like, you know, it was kind of like Mariner knew what was going on, Mariner knew she was trying to recruit her, but she didn't want the job, so she was, you know, because Amina even said when the, when the, like, alien started breaking through, Mariner just, like, flipped into, like, okay, everyone needs to get to the bridge. Like, this is what we need to do. Do it now, blah, blah, blah. And Amina's like, what happened to... Amina realized that Mariner was trashing herself. Mm-hmm. That's when Amina realized it. She's like, what happened? Like, did you... You just totally flipped a switch. Like, where's this Mariner been the whole time? Then she punches out the captain of the Rubido. And because the captain was just sort of hysterical and she's like, pick that, pick her up, let's go. And yeah, you're right. Her friend Amina is like, who is this person? They have that conversation while they're running and they're like, how about I stop trying to promote you? You keep or stop this bullshit act and we save the ship. And she's like, deal. And then they save everybody and they get Rutherford to beam them back to the ship, even though they're all shiny, even, you know, because they're, yeah, they're, relatively safe they don't know yet that they're going to be okay but you know Bormler wasn't dead and it's better than being dead and so they all get beamed back to the ship and they're all shiny and uh, and again they're like it's cosmetic that cracked me up (laughs) that was super funny yeah and at that point that's pretty much the end of the episode they have a conversation there was a little funny part so they do have that conversation where Amina's like well my offer's still on the table if you ever change your mind and then Ransom comes back sees Amina and like he does the whole like slicking his hair back Uh and like you know gets all gets all manly and he's like hey Amina I would love to take you out for a drink and when he says you he like puts his hand on her shoulder and then she just like totally flips him over a table and she's like oh sorry I was just like reacting or whatever yeah and I was on board with that 100% because if you touch someone without their permission uh guess what that's that should be totally acceptable in my opinion especially as women not saying that that's cool but I was I was like yes you get her yeah yeah you do it good job Amina I liked it so yeah, I cheered. <laughs> I thought it was just funny to see Ransom like totally Shut down. like yeah, exactly. And and he was so. like, "That's cool," just like stuck a hand up. I'm okay. Yep. He's like, "That's just our thing," you know, playing it off. Yeah. So I I like this episode. I thought it was another good look into where Mariner is as a character. I think she is starting to consider, you know, her whole vibe and where where she's going. I don't think she's making big career plans, but I think she is seeing that, you know, her path isn't, you know, just this straight line anymore. She's got to figure out what she's doing. And we also got to see cool Tendi and Boimler action. Well, action's the wrong word, but they they had an adventure together. I love the dog. The dog. The dog. Dog. The dog? I don't know. We're going to go with that. The dog. The dog. dog. (laughs) You love, yeah. Alternate name for this podcast. The dog, the dog. The dog, the dog. (laughs) Yeah. So what did you think of this one? This was actually, I think, my favorite episode so far. Yes! I really liked this one. 
Um, so last podcast, I said that I liked the last episode, but it wasn't my favorite. And this is definitely, this definitely came in first so far out of the seven episodes. So I really enjoyed it. I think it's nice to see, especially like just given my situation in terms of like figuring out what I want to do and all that stuff. Like I get where Mariner's coming from. Obviously, I'm not, like, I haven't, like, held myself back to the extent that she has, or at least it seems, which is, like, that's not a problem. If you don't know what you want to do and you want to take it slow, go for it. But, like, I can see where she's coming from, and I, it's nice to see her figuring it out while I'm figuring it out at the same time. So it's, it's a nice little relatable thing. Do you feel like with uh, the COVID-19 thing that has changed how you feel about, you know, because you're in grad school and you're sort of right at that cusp of figuring out what you're going to do? I mean, I think for me, like, I don't want to say it and be hated on, but I think COVID came at like the perfect time for me because it really let me like slow down, you know, like with work and everything. Like Mm -hmm. I was on track to like keep going and possibly move over to ops eventually but you know just kind of staying at the same pace but this really allowed me to take a step back rethink everything kind of figure out where I wanted to go and then grad school the only reason I'm really going to grad school is because of COVID because I have the time to do it if Mm -hmm. if it wasn't COVID I wouldn't have even thought twice about going to grad school I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gone so you know it's it was a nice silver lining uh, yes a silver lining so yeah, no, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense because, you know, it's a it's an extremely difficult thing right now and, you know, a lot of people are sick and I don't want to talk about it too much, but it's a thing that is happening and yeah. I think finding the silver linings where we can is important and, you know, this podcast is that too. It's been a way for us to connect and I'm really glad we've done it too just because we don't see each other at, you know, work, which was you know, 12, 15 hours sometimes, and we saw each other all the time. And like you said, I I think it's allowed me to slow down a little bit. You know, I've been, I've gotten into my little backyard gardening, and we've done this, and and just allowed me to sort of consider things and catch up on sleep, which is nice. That has been nice. Mm -hmm. No more uh, 3 a.m. nights. That's been good, so. Oh, I really hope those don't come back soon. (laughs) I, I agree. So, Silver linings when we can. Um, You know, I'd like to hear other people's silver linings. So if you're following us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, let us know what your silver lining for COVID-19 has been so we can, you know, spread a little bit of positivity where we can in this this special time that we're all living through. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we are coming up on episode eight, which is crazy to think about. I can't believe we're already on episode eight. I know. It's been... Has it really been eight weeks since we started this? I guess so. That's two months. Can you believe it? That's crazy. That's that's crazy. It's going. I feel by like real we've fast. come a long a long way though. I mean, I feel like our sound has gotten better. We yeah. We've even got the the starting and the ending, you know, a little bit more put together. I feel like we're not we're not experts, but we're we're no longer novices. Yeah. I mean, if you guys have any suggestions for us, too, let us know in the comments. Please. Let us know on Instagram. Shoot us a DM. Comment on our Facebook page. You know, whatever. Just let us know because we are totally open to suggestions. So, Yeah, we want to learn. We're going to move on into the next episode, episode eight. So we'll catch you guys next week for that. Do we know the episode title for that one yet? I don't think we do. I think we get it maybe like two or three days before, but 
we've got exciting mystery time yeah mm-hmm. i'm excited but we do know oh they there was a little preview though we do know that they're gonna be like in some like trial type thing so yeah the, and they had those outfits on again the little covert outfits and that's yeah. definitely a star trek uh, next gen throwback mm. so that that looks like it's gonna be fun we'll see we'll see what what comes of it but i'm excited I'm excited, too. All right. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.